Welcome back to this week's second episode of Buffs and Blindsides, the premier Survivor 45 companion podcast. We're covering episode 10 tonight. Yep, we're getting close to the end. So, spoilers ahead. As always, go watch it on CBS or Paramount. Uh, let's get into it, I guess. Are there only, like, two more episodes? Three more episodes? Is that it? It must be very close to the end. I feel like in... They go into the finale with five, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's only three more. Okay, yeah, that that came fast. Recently, it's definitely, like, the bigger finales with more castaways, and it's, like, three hours long. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, we're getting close to the end. It kind of sneaks up on you. Um, just like that, that Reba four is sneaking up on <laughs> the rest of the tribe. I don't think we, I think uh, we could have said that like four episodes ago and meant it. I think now everyone has to know. I don't think there's any sneaking left. I just think they've dominated everyone else so much. Yeah, it was kind of funny. I think today I walked in on <laughs> my mom was listening to our podcast. She was catching up on it. Oh, nice. and, and she was listening to an episode. Um, I think it was probably like the merge episode or something like that. And we were talking about this Reba four and how strong they looked and how <laughs> no one seemed the wiser um, that Whoa. things were happening. And y- here we are like three weeks, four weeks later and still they're a powerhouse and uh, yet to be yet to be dealt with. So. Um, do you have anything else to say before we get into this recap? You know, the the last two episodes of this season, I was very complimentary on. So I knew we were going to have to come down at some point. I knew we were going to have to come back to Earth. And man, did we come crashing in this week. Oh, boy. Uh, I, I did not care for this episode. I'll put it that way. This one, this one was pretty bad in my book. Yeah, I think it relied a lot on strategy and plans that clearly were not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it, um, it was like they were like forcing storylines out of nothing. Right, right. Yeah, like even from the beginning, before the challenge, before there was actual clear strategizing, there are quite a few confessionals where I was just like, okay, from what we've seen so far, this clearly isn't the case of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that could have just in a case of the edit being not a clear picture of what's actually going on on the island, but mm-hmm. um, there are definitely a few moments where I was like, okay, we can see that this is not what you think is going on. Um, but, you know, that may be the nature of Survivor. People are being lied to. It's kind of hard to know. Uh, it takes a skilled player to know exactly what's going on in any given moment with the whole tribe. So, um Maybe that's the case, but yeah, it was very strategy heavy. Um, I think it was kind of interesting towards the end with the edit and the vote. Um, I was very close to being thrown by it. I I was kind of surprised by the way things turned out, but uh, not really. I, I don't think I think you're saying that you were not surprised at all. <laughs> I feel like I've just learned better this season and I've just accepted at this point the Reba 4 is going to dominate in, until Emily does something. But, uh, yeah, I mean, right. real, 
really the big takeaway from tonight is that Emily's winter stock just went up about 15 points. It was already pretty high, but it really feels like tonight put her in like the tonight. It was like the, Oh, she's going to win this game kind of at it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it was definitely something to put on her resume. Um, I think the top Reddit comment on the post episode discussion at the time we're recording this was like, I'm not really sure what Emily's trying to do with it. Like what's her plan moving forward here? How's she yeah. going to deal with the three before? Um, is she going to win challenges? Is she going to somehow court one of them, a few of them to join her cause? I don't know. Uh, Honestly, at this point, she's worth taking to the end. At this point, I kind of trust that like she does have a plan. You know, I don't think we know what right. it is quite yet, but I mean, clearly she has a pretty good read on the on most people out there. So I, I think she feels like she knows she can get Drew to flip is kind of what I'm what I'm sensing. That's my guess. Yeah, I think that's what some of the replies are saying as well. Like they trust that she has a good read on the situation and can maybe see some cracks in this read before where other people clearly have not been trying to get at those cracks. So um not at all I, i'm interested to see what happens moving forward i you know i'd like to see her pull out a win it, it'd make for an, a more interesting ending than the one that we think is probably gonna happen yeah no i agree um we probably talk about the end game for a while should we get into this episode first and we can unravel yeah, that as just... we go yeah uh so as i was saying there's like things what was I going to say? I don't know if this really makes sense in the context of the episode. My notes here says like Jake's thinking that like he has some friends because he wasn't voted out or something. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was like really cute. I, I was like, oh, you you are kind of stupid, buddy. Oh, like I said but it last week. He's like a little dog. And that's how it felt this week. It was like, oh, 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 little Jake. One little ear scratch. Aw. Right. Yeah. With last week, it seemed like, oh, somehow he thinks that he lucked into people like listening to him or working with him on that vote. But that was not the case. Um, maybe it was my, just lucky my... that his plan and D's plan lined up, I guess. is probably the right. most right. accurate summary here, of what happened. My notes here are probably an oversimplification because later in the episode we see he's clearly distraught over not really having anyone to work with um i mean you're always accurate that is how he felt though at the time like coming out of tribal he thought he was like in some good spot and he had agency again. yeah and then he woke up the next morning and realized that was not the case yep um i think we also have drew basically just saying that drew needs uh, bruce needs to lose challenges uh nothing new here really Jake's disillusioned. Drew is stating the obvious. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we just go to the intro and maybe a commercial or we come back. And then we have Julie talking about like feeling guilty about voting people off that we as the viewers never saw her really interacting with at all. So. <laughs> I, so it I was really feel strange. like this Mama J storyline got invented solely so they could give us like an alternative option for tonight. Uh, you know, right? And I mean, I guess they didn't really invent it because clearly Bruce had bought into it based on his line of play. 
But um, <laughs> it was just weird that, like, obviously we've heard people call her Mama J, but, like, I feel like we haven't seen her interact with anyone on Bella. You know? No. I mean, I'm sure she has. I'm, it, I'm sure she it has. It wouldn't like, surprise me if she did. But it was just one of those things where I'm like, this, this feels... Hmm. Okay. Okay, Survivor. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, and then we also get like a little bit of like the other four. I guess I don't even know what to call the, the other four. The non-Reba four. Um, the they seem losers. to like kind of, yeah, pretty much. Um, they seem to be kind of getting wise to things. Maybe not. <laughs> they are. They clearly did. They clearly didn't move on it. Um, it's so funny to me that of the three of or of the four of them who are non-Reba four, the only one of them who seems smart enough to know what's actually happening is Emily, who is far and away in the best position of those four. Right, like Emily is the only non-Reba going into this episode that you really thought had any winners, like credit or really any chance of reaching the end, even I might say. Um, and then, and, and no one will listen to her. It's it's wild to me. And I again, I guess Bruce technically listened to her. He listened to her too much, maybe. But it was uh, Jake and Katura, man. I I I'm at a loss for words on those two. I I I want to know what's going on upstairs because I got nothing. Yeah, it it almost seems like the playing field is just completely <laughs> like I, I mean you can say numbers is like the point. I'm what was this. that? I don't think oh, those two yeah. have ever watched the show before. Like, what game are those two playing? And I get Jake doesn't have a ton of agency right now, but he he effectively threw away what little agency he did have. You know. Like, last episode and continue to do so this episode. Yeah, I think this season is really going to show how powerful some of those social ties are throughout the game. I, yeah. I think that the struggle right now is that, for some reason, the non-Reba 4 just cannot seem to put aside whatever differences and work together for the goal of eradicating this threat. Um, I mean, they, first of all, they can't seem to identify this threat, but yeah, that's second, I think the second problem is they cannot seem to work together in any way. Um, or look forward past the next tribal, it seems. <laughs> um, Katura specifically, yeah. and I guess, I guess probably Jake as well. Like, I don't know what their plans are going forward. Like, like, I think every every vote, they're just like, I'm trying to get to the next one. I think that's Jake's move right now. Um, Katura, I have zero idea of what her plan is. Yeah, I agree to that. It definitely seems like Jake's move that uh, honestly is probably his best move, especially now and going forward. That has to be his only move from here on out is trying right. to make it one more day. But like. And, and, you know, to Jake's credit, if Jake does make the end, it does seem like a bitter jury, right? Like today, again, we saw Kendra and Ke I mean, Kelly, Kelly was like mouth agape, unable to look at anyone. She was so angry still. You know, and Kendra didn't look much happier. And I still think Jake bought a lot of loyalty from Caleb that no one else has out there, you know? Um, right. So 
like I, I guess I get Jake's on a thing a little more than maybe you know if he can just get to the end, it, it, he'll win by virtue of the jury stacked with Bellow, you know? Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I have no that... clue what Katura's plan is. I could not even begin to state what Katura's plan is. But I, I literally think her plan is, I fucking hate Bruce, and that's her entire plan. Um, that's... Yeah. I mean, I was saying that uh, probably a couple weeks ago. I'm just like, with this jury, I think if one Bellow can make it to the end, I think they're golden. <laughs> Yeah, you did have that call. Good point. Um, I, I think is clearly. I I still don't I mean, think Katura though. I don't think any Bellow up there respects Katura at all. Especially since she flipped and she seems to have no game plan in sight. So yeah, I I think uh, if Jake makes it, then he has a good chance by virtue of the Bellow strong. I think if Katura makes the end, she will be a zero vote finalist uh, with a like decent degree of confidence. I would say that. Yeah. Um, getting back to this recap, uh, <laughs> we're just gonna so talk about just, the Hall episode. Yeah, I think I was just talking about how they're suddenly getting wise to the situation, and it seems like I wrote that that maybe this is a failure of the edit. I don't know. It feels like they just suddenly were like, "Oh, it looks like we should probably take out these people." Um. Which I, I do think Emily, Emily has been thinking for a little while because she had gone for the she brought up the D idea last week, you know, and then I can think kind of tried again this week. Um, yeah, really. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. She was also talking about how rough it is to work with everyone. And I'm like, yeah, no, shit. <laughs> like, that's not surprising. These people. When she was just... like describing their personalities of like what each one is like to work with. I was just like, she's so real for that. Like literally, anytime Emily opens her mouth, I'm just like, she's so real for that. Right, right. Um, and then Bruce was, you know, telling the lie to Katura about his idol, uh, and then telling her that it was a lie for no reason. Like what? <laughs> that was a strange. Yeah, I, that was a very odd sequence. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, yeah, and then I just thought it was funny that his plan was to like pile up votes on himself instead of, you know, maybe just planning to somehow shift the vote to like Jake or something and play his idol. Uh, yeah, you know, he could he could have really done some something interesting here with the idol i think i don't really know Emily's how the numbers point. played out i think he needed emily on his side um and they and could I have probably taken out one of the re before but from how itchy emily seemed to like actually get some moves going i kind of feel like her thing this week like what she ended up doing with the voting the bruce out was more like a i need to make some sort of a move you know like i gotta do something I think if Bruce right. came up to her and be like, let's get, who do you want to get out of here? Let's get him out. Let's make it out. Let's use the idol to do it. I mean, she had that confession right at the start of the episode where she's like, Bruce, uh, she didn't say this. So I'm, you know, of course, embellishing here, but she's like, Bruce is so dumb and so short sighted that he'll only use his idol to save himself. He has no intention of actually using it right, to right. shake the game at all. Um, but I think if you're a, like a game player or like Emily, I'm sure is like, man, I can't even imagine how frustrating that would be. Mm hmm. Yeah, we have a chance I to pervert this a... whole power structure and you're just like, nah, I'm good. 
would drive me crazy. Yeah, it was definitely a lot to navigate there. And I guess in, in a similar way, I guess Austin also has the power to shake up the game a bit. And he's, you know, I guess he's in a good spot now. So it makes sense that he's just holding on to those two idols. And I think he also has some advantage. Um, Let's rewind there for a second. I don't think Austin's holding on to two idols anymore. You don't think so? First, in the recap, they made a point of talking about how Austin gave Julie the idol, which was not used last episode and was not referenced at all in this episode, right? So why is that in the recap? Question mark, hint, hint, foreboding mm-hmm. is fun. But then to top it off one more time, later on, you know how in confessional now, like they used to show professions and now they just show like what advantages you have. They very clearly ascribed an idol to Julie during one of her confessionals. Ooh. So Julie is in possession of the idol at this moment, at least during okay. this episode. She is. I did not catch that, but that was a very good point. <laughs> um, so it's it's interesting. I'm I'm definitely getting the feeling that that is going to come into play somehow. Yep. But he also has a secret idol. I think I don't think anyone knows about that second idol. I could be wrong though. Yeah, it's a good point. I don't know who knows about that. That'd be pretty baller unless, if that was still like his own. Unless Kelly told people about that or something. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Um, where are we picking this up? <laughs> I think we go. Um, do you have I think anything? It's the Aurora before? challenge, right? Yeah, I do not. Okay. Uh, I don't really have many notes from the reward. I just said that they're like a week off from Thanksgiving with that Thanksgiving feast. It was so weird. I was also wondering that same thing. Like, why didn't they just do the chicken with the letters this week? Because this reward was so stacked. I mean, this was three rewards in one. And, you know, one of the things we called for on our preseason checklist was better rewards. And I, I do have to say, we're definitely getting them like this. That was a reward worth playing for. I was a little sad we didn't get to see the sleeping accommodations, you know, ever since the, uh, the Colby, Amanda, and Danielle <laughs> watching Gold. Or what was it? Golver's Travels with the. Um, it was something stupid. <laughs> yeah, well, he, wanted, he just wanted to watch his movie. But ever since then, you know, I like seeing the rewards where they get to spend the overnight and seeing what happens there. I'm kind of hoping all the ladies just got like drunk as hell and they couldn't air any of it because it was all too profane or something. That's my that's my story. I'm telling myself of how ladies' night went. Yeah, that would have been funny. I wish we did get to see a little bit more of the reward. I think it wasn't it was edited very strangely. Like the we barely even saw the food. We more or less just got letters from home. Yeah, I think even the letters from home was just edited strangely for me. Where the people like were reading off portions of the letters. I just you know, it didn't hit me in the feels like it usually does. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. This one was a big swing and a miss. I actually thought um, one of the letters had a really nice. I think Julie's was really nice. Like the her reading her brother's one, uh, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, man, the other ones I was just like, especially especially Katura's was just like this is a swing and a miss. But, like the cheesy line about idols. I literally turned to my parents when I was watching this one. And I was like, if I ever go on this show and you write me something as stupid as that, I will roast the hell out of you on national television. To be clear. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I think it, it was also very interesting that Emily split up the four 
I, I thought was Emily good. was cooking with those first two picks. I'm like, Julie, all right. You know, Julie wants to get away from D a little bit. Katura, all right. Because we kind of are getting the vibes that maybe Katura. I mean, I'm thinking Katura's plans all involve Emily at this point. I would be shocked if they didn't. Um, it definitely mm. seemed like it from today's episode. So I'm like, okay, I can get down with that one, too. I felt like she needed to pull in one of the guys. I felt like that was like a Drew angle or an Austin angle. I would have gone Drew because I think she's closer to Drew than she is Austin. Um, I feel like that would have been the move. Separate yeah, D from the power structure. Uh, I was very confused by the last pick of D. That was almost like a, I want to make sure D stays on my good side because I know she's vengeful kind of behavior, which, you know, kudos to D if she's created that aura and got herself a reward out of it. Yeah, I think that's a good point. But also playing it off as a girl's night was also like a good move. Yeah. Good cover. <laughs> Good cover. Although story. when they started showing the boys just like having fun back at camp, I was I, I never in my life have ever said these words. But I was like, "Boys Alliance, Boys Alliance, Boys Alliance." Um, that was pretty fun. But yeah, that was me. very entertaining. That was far and away the highlight of the episode was the music in the background. Drew like flexing his muscles. And I, I love anytime we get to see people go fish on this show. It's truly some of my favorite scenes. Just watching Austin fish in the the ocean, right? Like, like, I genuinely, if I was out there on that island, I'd be fishing, like, all day, every day. Like, I, how did we not know that they had a spear? How is this the first time we've seen anyone attempt to go fishing this season, I feel like? That was wild. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to keep up the illusion that they don't have any food. Or that, any that's always food. definitely it. But then also, Austin was saying, like, you know, we're going to eat tonight. We haven't had fish in, you know, days. So, uh, I don't know. They might yeah. just be all too low energy. And they're like, fine, we'll just stick with our rice. It's fine. I miss the days Very of Rupert just bringing back a branch of 30 fish, you know, and then Rob saying how he can do it better and then actually backing it up and doing it better. That was pretty funny. Good old days. Yep. Um, what was I going to say? Katura, of course, tells everyone about Bruce's lie. Uh, I thought that was kind of a dumb move. <laughs> Tim and I rarely text like during the episode, but I had to send one. I was just like, Katura is so fucking dumb. I had nothing else to say, but man, she's dumb. Yeah. Obviously not in real you life. Know, she's clearly I, a very brilliant individual, but man, she is bad at this game. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like it might be a challenge for me for the rest of the episode not to point out how stupid she's playing this game. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have to talk about? We I just want to call it here then. I, I, mean, I mean that's I'm gonna I'm gonna take up that challenge. We're not gonna we're not gonna poo-poo her game anymore. All right, I'm Mr. Positivity. You're anymore. not going to. I make no <laughs> such promise. Although this was really the um, high point of her stupidity, so it'll be easier from here. Yeah, definitely. I think this is I figured that was the moment because I think you just said like Katura is so dumb or something. And yeah, I was, that was like, all I know that. exactly I know exactly what moment you're pointing to. Um like, it just uh, yeah. really like if she went to Emily with that information and just gave it to only Emily, I'd be like, sure. Yeah. Like I trust her with that info. Yeah. I would totally trust <laughs> Emily with that info. Like I just I get that Katora does not like Bruce, does not want Bruce to win, but sometimes you got to work with your enemies to advance your own game a little bit. And, yep. and her utter unwillingness to do that is, in a lot of ways, commendable, remarkable. It, 
another thing we'd wish for this season, or at least I think I did, uh, I think, and I think you might have echoed it, was like getting back to some like the petty old school survivor, which is like, I don't mm-hmm. fucking like you, so I'm going to send you home. Like, that's what I wanted. And I think there's people doing that really well this season. Like, I think D, like kind of having that vendetta against Kendra because Kendra tossed her name out, like, that is a good instance of doing it. What Katura is doing, where right. she's throwing her own game into the trash can to eliminate Bruce, is just beyond confusing to me. She's gonna go. She's yeah, gonna go on the way, right? Because I've shit talked her so much. She's absolutely <laughs> gonna win the whole thing. I'm aware, but right. Obviously, yeah. if she went on to win this season, like from what we've seen so far, unless there's a major turnaround, would have to be one of the most worst winner edits of all time, right? Right, and it wasn't. It wasn't even an entertaining end to that story as well. No, that was like the least eventful. Like she literally did nothing to bring about that end. I guess outside. I, I really wish. Of- I really wish there was just like some sort of petty like bye, Bruce <laughs> after he got voted out or something. But no, that would have mm-hmm. been entertaining. Or to hear her um, voter confessional. That yeah. would have been good. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I'm actually really curious um, who like Bruce is the first jury vote where I have no clue where it'll go. You know, like I'm kind of thinking Bruce will just give it to Reba because he respects what they've accomplished or to Emily. Like I, with how angry he is at both Jake and Katura, I just can't can't imagine it goes there. Mm hmm. Yeah, maybe Emily. I don't know. I think they've talked before, but I don't think they're particularly close. Yeah. Um. I think we kind of went out of order, but I was just going to say I love the boys boys night edit. I thought that was probably like, I think that was like one of the best moments of the new era, to be honest. I I need to go rewatch that a little bit because I I think I was writing a note down about the girls thing when the montage started and I didn't rewind it because I feel like the start of it was pretty funny. Um, So I definitely need to go rewatch that little thing. I think I was just like laughing so hard at it that like I wasn't paying close enough attention but it was just funny because it was just it it truly understood the essence of guys night <laughs> the way it was edited it feels like something from the barbie movie maybe <laughs> yeah i saw a tweet that was like uh, back at mojo dojo mojo dojo casa mojo camp dojo. and I, I thought that was so funny a lot of good survivor tweets today I think yeah, we like really were in each other's Twitter DMs like five times today. <laughs> yep. Um, anyway, let's get back to this game. All the strategy. Um, Jake, for you a put air quotes on that, right? When you said it. <laughs> I think I was trying to say it sarcastically, but I don't think it came. Okay, cool. it, it came through. I just wanted um, to make, I, you know, in case for some of our, you know, more thick in the skull audience members, you know, wanted to help them out. That's what wow, Survivor does now. To- it over explains everything to you. Way to insult our audience there, Evan. Um, uh, they love it. it. They want more of it. They like being degraded, <laughs> I can tell. All four of them. Uh, Jake, for a second, he convinces Drew of Bruce's lie. Uh, and then, like, a minute later, Emily's like, oh, yeah, that's that's a lie. <laughs> I love Emily. I, um, I love her delivery. Her and Drew work so well in my head, like as partners out there too. Like, man, 
that that'll be the redemption. Uh, I mean, the season doesn't need redeeming, but like that'll probably be the most satisfying ending is Emily and Drew go on a tear because I think the two of them together are actually really fun. I was pretty annoyed by Drew early in the season, but I thought this was a great episode for Drew. I actually like this episode made me like him a lot more. Yeah, I, I I'm really excited for her to like maybe fracture up that Reba four and work I refuse with, to believe it's happening. You know. It feels like she's definitely closer with Drew and Austin, but like Austin's very hung up on on D, it seems. So yeah, for a second I, I thought you were going to say hung up on the alliance, and I was going to be like, "Are you sure about that?" I think, you did. but you got you had the color. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's something I'd like to see, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, not sure how I feel about Jake throwing out Drew's name. Uh, just kind of a terrible move. It seemed very random and not well, well thought. All the names to throw out again. We talked about wanting to see petty vindictiveness. What a terrible manifestation of pettiness! Like, Drew did save his ass twice. Was Drew being the nicest guy about it? No, but did Drew need to be? No, because no. he did save his ass twice. Yeah, what a stupid name to throw out. I think if I think if Jake just says, Hey, I kind of want to vote Julie, and here's why. I think he could have gotten Drew and Emily down. But for some reason, he's like... I think so. I, I think Drew would have been down for it. I, I genuinely do. But instead, no, he was just being stupid. J- Jake's, Jake's really lost me. I, I don't even want him to win anymore. He's my winner pick, and I, I don't want him to win, so... Yeah. And even if he was gunning for Drew, I think he could have done a lot more to try and, you know, rally this fractured bellow people before Who's just who going tried to Julie... He went to say, Julie and was he, just like... He went to Emily and Julie, on... right? Yeah. Man, of all people, too, to go to about it, that is the one who hates you the most. Right. <laughs> He's targeted the closest ally of those four. You <laughs> see, the one who hates him the most. I, I didn't like fully process how stupid that was until right now. Yeah. Oh. You know, today, um... Tim, I... Before Survivor, before this episode aired, I had my weekly therapy, bi-weekly therapy appointment. And and I went on like a 10-minute rant about how stupid most people in the world are. And then this episode of Survivor really hit home how accurate that was. Like, damn, we're being dumb out here. I feel like I, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think it's very a very disorienting experience and kind of hard to read. Um, I'm sure it is, but at the same moment. time. But at the same time, I watch reality TV so I can dunk on people. All right. Okay. Let me have this. I need this. I'll let you. I'll let you have this one. Um, anything before we go to immunity? I don't think there was. I so. Let me let me open up the notes app right here. Um. No, no, I don't have anything. Okay. I think. I want to say this is a new immunity challenge. I could be wrong since I didn't watch a lot of like the late 30 seasons, but they have done a like, one? I'm going to say this was a derived one from an old challenge that I believe was in Fiji that used the same okay. slanted angle, but it was pretty different in that there were two differences. Number one, the um, rather than like moving, well, rather than having pegs on their side, it was a handle up above them. And then also the thing would tip more down is how they change it instead of them moving down to these different pegs. Mm. Um, but I'm going to take like the slanted perch and having to hold yourself up is pretty comparable. Okay. Good challenge though. I yeah. thought it was a great challenge design. I thought it was pretty good, but like, 
I don't know, for today, some reason I was thinking, like, you think with the endurance challenges, players are ever just, like, thinking of the other players and just, like, how are you struggling with this right now? I'm in such a good, comfortable position. Like, particularly right at the beginning, I feel like that must be a very prevalent thought in some of these endurance challenges of just, like, being it, setting yourself up so well for the challenge on that from the start and then people who are not well set up just struggling i would I just imagine a lot of these, looking at them i think a lot of these endurance challenges really like target one individual muscle group each time though you know what i mean like mm -hmm. this episode was more or less all shoulders and arms right so if you don't have mm -hmm. strong shoulders you were done for and i think we clearly saw that with emily the financial analyst didn't quite have those built up i mean what was she out in a minute um yeah it was pretty quick i again i really liked the challenge design and i praised a lot of the survivor edit um man i hated going back to the and we kind of got this with the reward of emily winning it too like what does this mean to you how will this change your life when you leave the game like i'm sorry if you want me to like really feel bad for these people in these little games like let's actually torture them let's waterboard these people and then i'll feel bad when they're crying like katura i don't feel bad about the fact that you might slide down a ramp i feel bad about the fact that you might have to go down a glorified water slide i don't and i, I cannot possibly in any way in any part of my body feel sympathy for you like when she's crying up there i'm like i can't go on this show i'm on live television laughing at her like, all the first time I would have been laughing, I think. I feel like I have a very different take on this than you. <laughs> okay, yeah, what is yours? Balance me out, because I sound I like say, an asshole right now. I will say I don't like it either. Um, but I have a different take. I think it's just, you know, if you're having that experience of whatever she's dealing with in that moment, panic, anxiety, um, I think it was just a moment of panic. I just would not want to show that on the show. I mean, it, it was necessary to show her getting off the thing, of course. But, like, after the challenge, do you really need to add that to the show? That was like, the craziest shit Survivor has maybe ever done. I, I was, like, wincing when we were doing that. And I was awful. It, it, it was very uncomfortable, and I can't imagine being that person. Yeah, and to your point, I'm sure she because she was very clearly a competent swimmer, right? Like, we saw her swim at the end of the challenge. Like, clearly, it's not... It was a mind-over-matter thing. I do feel bad for her. There's no way she wants that in the edit. She's freaking out in the moment. I do see how that happens. I'm with you. Why is Survivor focusing on it so much? That, that was awful. Huge editing. Yeah. I, I don't think it's really a teachable moment as, you know, they've kind of zoned in on, on some of these... And some of these struggles, whatever you want to call them, slip-ups yeah. that people have, I do not think it was one of those teachable moments, and it, it, it just it rubbed me the wrong way. Um, I just, as someone I like who deals shows, with anxiety and stuff as well. I like when shows let me decide what inspires me, not when they, like, right. spoon-feed me inspiration to get off the couch. Because let me tell you, this made me want to never get off my couch ever again. I would, I wanted to flip the channel, but other than that, I wasn't inspired to do much. Um, another thing with the challenge. Oh. Yeah, I, I was gonna say this is like, this is like 
the pinnacle of what I hate about New Era Survivor in a single challenge. And it ruined a great challenge. I think that was a really fun challenge. Again, I liked the setup. I thought that coming down to Jake, Austin, and Bruce was... That was cinematic. That was climactic right. as could be. And it totally got overshadowed by this other bullshit no one cares about. Like, just huge miss in my book. Huge, terrible at it. Mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to add that I enjoyed uh, Jake's little retort to uh, Jeff talking about carnivals. <laughs> what was it? I, I saw the like carnival commentary I, on Twitter and I didn't understand it. I think I wasn't paying that close of attention. I, I forget what Jeff said, but uh, <laughs> Jake was basically just like, what kind of carnivals are you going to, Jeff? <laughs> Where this is enjoyable or something. I don't know. He like compared to the challenge to a carnival. It was very strange. As but, much as Jake's you know, Jeff, been annoying me the last two episodes, I one of my favorite tropes is quickly becoming Jake feels the need to like sass Jeff in a challenge and then immediately almost lose the challenge right after that because he laps <laughs> his concentration. Two weeks in a row we've gotten that, and I can't wait to see it a third. Yep. Um anyway. Is there much more to add? Austin wins, of course. Uh, whatever. Doesn't matter. I also thought it was, I thought it was very sweet of Bruce. Like, when Katoro was kind of struggling up there, Bruce was like her most vocal, like, advocate of, like, you got this and stuff. I don't know. Bruce just do- genuinely does seem like a really likable guy to me. Like, obviously his strategy this week was so deeply flawed I cannot begin. But I was rooting pretty hard for Bruce this episode. Um, he seems like a he yeah. seems like a good dude. Flashing forward to also like him talking to Jake on the beach was also a good moment for his yeah. for his character as well. I enjoyed yeah, that. It sure. was a good. I think that was a good like send off kind of for his character. <laughs> yeah. Um. Getting back to strategy. In air quotes. <laughs> um, I was saying that Katuro was finally using her head a little bit because she was talking about uh, putting some votes on Julie, I think. At, but it yeah, was still yeah. like as a backup for Bruce, of mm-hmm. course, because she's got a gun for Bruce. Um, but, you know, she, she's got the right idea. Uh, Emily's pu- this is where Emily starts pulling some moves, I think. Uh, convincing bruce that the votes julie i think uh, is what happens there um, i'm really curious like again i've kind of commented that i think emily seems to have a very good read on the game and like what she's got her fingers on the pulse right so i'm curious of how much of her thing with like yeah let's get julie out was more or less like i want bruce and i don't really care which reba goes so if katura is saying julie I'll, i will also go julie or if she is also perceiving Julie to be the threat. Because, like, you and I were talking. We definitely thought D was, like, the threat to win, you know, last week. Or at least right. I thought that way. And then it, it, this week, we, we didn't feel that. No one felt that way at all. It was Julie was the big threat. So just an interesting thing to keep an eye on. Yeah, and I had that right here in my notes, like, right after <laughs> what I was talking about. I was, I just, like, I'm questioning, like, what. It was very strange that they're gunning for Julie. Like, I, I could see it as, like, they're just taking away one of their numbers, which it wasn't really portrayed as this week. It was, we're taking away a threat. Right. This is someone yeah. that people want to vote for. And I'm like, I I don't see anything that she's done so far that deserves a win. Besides, my, of course, being likable. 
but but again for like I don't think the likable person in the cutthroat alliance has ever been like a strong archetype for a winner, you know? She's she's at the bottom of that alliance, clearly. Um You think she is? I kind of get the vibe she's above Drew. Uh yeah, I guess that's possible. I got her at three. She, since she's since she's very close with D. Yeah, that's kind of my thought. I feel like there's no Drew D connection really, outside of you know stealing rice together. But I, I don't think that really led there really is too indicative right. of their relationship. Yeah, I would agree with that assessment. Um, okay, she's second from the bottom. Whatever. <laughs> I, I I can't yep. see her winning challenges though. So. Yeah. That's she's been competitive the, uh, so far. Um, anyway, I don't think there is really much more to say about strategy at this point, uh, aside from the non Rebas, the have nots, they're just such a mess. <laughs> yeah, I. I'm really curious what. I mean, clearly, Emily was very effective in convincing Bruce, right? Like. For him to not play the idol there, I mean, definitely speaks a little bit to his ego. Um, mm-hmm. But also speaks to, like, how well Emily played him. Right? Or at least that is right. very much what the edit wanted us to believe, is that that was all Emily's doing and no one else contributed to that in any way, shape, or form. Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, so, this was, I mean, this is Emily's, you know, to this point, I guess her, her biggest move, right? Am I mistaken mm-hmm. there? Um, yeah, I think this is definitely something that she can put on her resume and bring to that final tribal. Um, which does feel like it's going to be important because at least from what we've seen so far, and I, you know, last season, I'm really thinking back to like Carolyn and Jam Jam, and it was all about your articulation of what role you played in the alliance when you're kind of have these more true alliances again. Um, I just don't think any of the Rebas will be able to make a super compelling argument for like what they individually did, or at least the edit has not shown that right. to us that they've worked individually at all to make things happen outside of, I guess, D getting Kendra out. But I, I really, that didn't get explained. I kind of said that was something I hoped we would get an explanation of and we didn't. Um, so, I mean, that's like really the only individual move a Reba has made this game, if I'm not too mistaken. Yeah, I also think it's very interesting that we don't really see too much inside that Reba alliance. Um, yeah. Of how they're working together, aside from... Not at all. Like, I, For being I so dominant, we get that. so much Emily, Katura, Jake, Bruce screen time. I don't feel like there's too much scheming that needs to be done, though. So maybe that's part of it. Yeah, it's your point. They're so <laughs> in control. They don't have to think. They, they can autopilot it. And kudos to them for that. Right. I mean, they're playing the rest of these people like fiddles at the moment. Mm. Yeah, but like it seems like every episode we'll just get one like very quick uh, shot of them all talking together. And it's like, OK, so this is the vote, right? OK, good. <laughs> yep. And that's pretty much the extent of it. And then we see them kind of. You know, I said last week we really haven't seen much of D anyway. It, it's. Drew is clearly the most uh, prevalent person on screen of that four. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he might be 
pretty high in terms of uh, screen time overall. I think Mm -hmm. someone was it you maybe you brought up last week that Jake has the most screen time or something. No, Jake has like the second least confessionals, but I just feel like we hear from him so much because he just makes little little noises. Okay, maybe that's what it was. Anyway, uh, anything to say about Tribal? I don't really have anything. Um, The only thing I wanted to bring up from Tribal was, you know, I kind of I alluded to this earlier. Um, But. I will never say that a survivor winner doesn't deserve to win, right? Whoever's name gets written down, I mean, obviously deserves to win. And I hate when people try to take that away from them. Um, And I think a big part of why I feel that way is like so much of Survivor to me is knowing who's on your jury and how important jury management is, which I think is a really underrated portion of the game. Right. And man, I said it with Jake last week, like if he makes the end, what terrible jury management he's had so far. Julie, I think, had a big faux pas tribal in my book. Like you're looking at three people who are all to some extent bitter, right? Like clearly Kelly is obscenely bitter. Um, Kendra, Kendra also looks like Kendra's chaotic face. bitter. And I think Caleb is like fuck around bitter. Um, so I think taking the angle of like, it was so sad to have to vote you all out. And I felt really bad about it. All it really does is make you look weak and make you look like you like when you have that bitter jury, you either need to, you either need to play into the bitterness like Gabler did and just say, I just did my own shit the whole time. Like I was just here, you know, (laughs) these other guys, they thought they were doing something, but I was doing my thing. Right. And that's one approach. I I think the other way you beat a bitter jury, and I'm going to go all the way back to Chris Doherty in season 10 is you just, you just stick it to him. You just say, I'm better than you. And you just say, I, I'm here and you're not. Vote for me because I, I, I outplayed the shit out of you. And yeah. I think we take the weak approach of, I feel really bad about having to vote you. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, so I think that was a pretty big knock I had on Julie when she kind of, when, you know, Jeff more or less, I don't remember what question it was that prompted it. But, uh, you know, when she was talking about how she felt bad about voting people out, I, I never think that's a winning, winning play. Yeah, you got to go with the cutthroat. Uh, the cutthroat way and just be like I was just uh just had to do business <laughs> it's just bu- strictly business <laughs> I'm here mm-hmm. to win um unless you're voting out like allies I guess like very close allies I don't know that mm-hmm. makes things more interesting um anything else to add I thought the, the the jury involvement was kind of interesting and in seeing their reactions and like it, it seems like we're definitely getting a lot more of that than in past seasons. I said Just it last how much week. I'll time. I love it. I like when the jury gets screen time. I like thinking about jury management and how you're going to handle that. Um, again, another point for Emily, of course, you know, getting the winners at it is I mean, she referenced jury management like three times this episode. Like she referenced yeah. in context of Jake, in context of Bruce. So I guess it was twice. But to me, that just denotes a huge winning player is when you're actively thinking about those things on the island as you make your moves, like thinking about how you're going to recover from them. I think it's really important. Um, other than, yeah, so I love seeing more of the jury. It's great. Good stuff. Uh, I was going to elaborate on it, but I think we covered it pretty well last week. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. 
<laughs> no, no, no. I was just gonna I was gonna add more, but never mind. Anyway. Uh very good night for Emily. I'm very confused with what everyone else's plan is. <laughs> I don't know why Jake's smiling aside from like I, I I see why he's still here. Like he's still here and he's happy to be here, but like what is your <laughs> How do you plan to survive I, the rest of this game? It makes I'm no sense. That we go back to camp next week and Jake just runs it exactly back with, I got people on my side. I'm still here <laughs> and I'm ready to play the game. <laughs> Man, I, I would just lose my mind if we get that. It won't happen, but it would be so funny. Yes, short term memory there. Um, yeah, I mean, even to an extent, like we're talking about, like I, I, I'm very curious what Emily's gonna do with this moving forward, mm-hmm. and how he's gonna, how she's gonna manage the um, three before. But uh, anything else for this episode or moving forward that you want to talk about, Evan? I think we covered um, quite a bit today. Yeah, the scenes from next week is the just the last thing I'll bring up. Um. I don't trust him at all anymore. You called me out on it last week and you were so right. So I got to give points where points are due because I was like, these scenes from next week look fun. Are we going to get some cool vote? You know, is the power structure actually flipped? And then you're like, nah, it's, it's just all made up. And then, of course, we watched the episode this weekend. It was, in fact, all made up. So I refuse to believe it. The Reba forward survived next week and Jake is going home. I'm not buying into that teaser for a moment. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't really think that the T. Te- I don't really remember what happened, but I just remember thinking like, whatever. This this teaser gave me nothing. Mm-hmm. I I I think it will be like a very standard episode of Survivor next week. I I know you're saying that this is towards the bottom of your episodes this this uh, season. Where do you think? Do, do we want to talk about that? Just the episode as a whole, how you felt. I thought it was I mean, very I much. I heard a lot of it. I just like to me, this had a lot of the new era editing stuff that I don't enjoy. Like the force, like inspiration moments are really, mm-hmm. really off-putting to me. Like I think Survivor is a really fun game that there's a lot of natural inspiration you can take from it. So I just hate when Jeff is leading these like feel-good moments that are so cringed and staged at the end of challenges. Yeah. Like, like today, what happened with Couture was like the pinnacle of like forced inspiration. Which I think something you'd brought up last week. Um, that was just it was it was really tough to watch. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> and also I done... go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I think they could have done a lot more with what they had for this cycle, whatever you want to call it, with the sanctuary and back at camp. A little bit yeah. more camp life, a little bit more of a balanced edit than just like all strategy they could even be 45 minutes the boys and the gals hanging out and i would have loved it yeah that would have been pretty solid uh i will say that i feel like i was getting pretty close to being swayed by the edit and thinking that it wasn't gonna be bruce at the end um kind of surprised that he didn't end up playing the idol but i fall for the edit a lot i did not believe this one for a minute like i i do believe both katura and uh, that Katura and um, Emily actually wanted, like, want Julie out. I, I do believe that. No one was convincing me that the first time Bruce is eligible to go home, 
that Katura is not going to put his name on a parchment. No, no one can tell me. Right. That. Yeah, I think when I, I I had my brain switched off, <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, maybe something might happen. And then like when when my brain turned on, I was like, there is no way that these four are going to work together and vote someone out. Or Bruce that is not been a gonna play his title on himself if he does. Um, yeah. Honestly, you ask me anyway. what's more likely: the four of those people come together to vote, or like Jesus Christ is born again tomorrow. I, I'm taking Jesus Christ born again tomorrow all day every day. <laughs> all right. I think we we covered everything. Um, Tim, I've got one last? more question for you. Okay. Uh, one more. We've talked a lot about strategy, long-term, what people's plans are. Uh, you know, right now, we have four Reba and we have three non-Reba. So that means for the non-Reba to overcome, there's one of two options, really, at this point. You get a Reba to flip, or people lose their votes in some stupid challenge, some stupid advantage thing. How is Emily going to pull this off, Tim? Which way do you think is more likely? Then we're going to get a Drew flip, or do you think we are going to see a stupid advantage change this game up? I think it's probably a stupid advantage. I was going to bring that up. I, I didn't have it in my notes. I think this is probably like the first tribal and like three tribals, maybe, where we've had everyone have their votes. I might be wrong in that. Maybe the but... first tribal the new era like that, honestly. <laughs> One of the tweets I saw today was like, I have this crazy idea for a new survivor. Yeah, I saw that one. Okay. <laughs> um, for our viewers who, who are not chronically online. Yeah, it was like it was like I have this crazy idea for a new twist. What if we send everyone to tribal council and they all get one vote each, like a democracy <laughs> or something? I, I, it was hilarious. Good survivor Twitter day. Yep. All right, that's uh, all I got. Do you have anything else? All right. This has been a good episode. Uh, a good episode of Buffs and Blindsides. Maybe not a great episode of Survivor. But I think we're 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 getting there. We're getting towards the end. I'm excited to see what happens, even though it seems maybe kind of predictable. I want to see it shaken up. We'll find out in the next one, I guess. Uh, see Survivor 45 has a chance to either be the best season of the new era or the second worst season of the new era based on, based on how this thing finishes, which is pretty exciting. I think. A lot of variants left. We'll see how it goes. Sounds good. See you in the next one. Peace.